Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listen to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Mm, got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. Grateful for it. Comes with a huge amount of responsibility. I didn't really know I was gonna have to be this responsible. You know, um, can I share something with y'all? I started out um, to finally, I had gotten on track and was able to see a way to even uh, pursue my dreams. It has been a long a long trip that I've been on and I've gone through so many phases of it. It it is rewarding along the way to accomplish your dreams. What I'm saying is this. Let, let me let me put it together because I got so much running through my head right now. You know, it's it's one thing to accomplish your dream. But there's joy in the process of achieving it. See, some people are so caught up in the goal, the final goal, that they find no joy, no enjoyment in the process. If you have found what it is you want to do and you strike out on that journey, please understand you are far more blessed than the average person. To know what it is you really want to do to find your work in life, your purpose, to find out what direction you want to go in is such a blessing. The average person, if you sit down and talk to them, oftentimes don't have their life on track. And it'd be some people that you look at that you think got it going on because of their appearance, their swagger. Oh, they walk like it. They talk like it. They look like it. But if you sit down and talk to them, uh, the average person, 
the average person, man, does not know what their purpose is, has not discovered what they want to do, and have no idea how to get there. If you are on the other side of that, if you understand your purpose, if you have an idea of what you want to be, and you are on your way there, you are truly blessed. And in that blessing, you must recognize it as a blessing. You must recognize the fact that you are on the right side and that there should be a sense of accomplishment and a feeling of pride in you that you are on track to accomplish your goal. See, what used to happen was sometimes I used to keep my nose so on the grindstone that I wouldn't even look up and realize, man, hey, man, I know you're trying to get here, but Steve, hold on, man. Can't you see what you've done so far? Can't you find just some joy in the process? See, a lot of us lose the joy of the blessings God has given us because we're looking at the end, talking about I ain't there yet. you on your way. I'm going to give you an example. I had a friend who told me that they wanted to be a millionaire, and they asked me some questions, and I told them. So they started the process, and I am telling you, this dude works extremely hard. So about a year later, we were talking. He had found this business. He had uh, set his goal, and he was working towards it. Then about two years later, I ran up into him again. We were talking about it and everything. He said, man, I really, really appreciate the advice. He said, man, but this is this is it's all jacked up, man, because I still ain't made that million I was talking about. I said, well, hey, man, just, just keep at it. It's coming. He said, man, keep at it. Man, you know how long I've been doing this? Been two years now. And I didn't say that to him, but I said to myself, yeah, two years. He said, man, I've been grinding so long, man, it's just... It ain't happening for me. I said, wait a minute, man. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I said, about how much you making right now a year? Man, about 250000 I, I I quit breathing. I said, well, my man, two years ago, you didn't have a clue. Two years later, you making a quarter of a million dollars? I said, man, do you understand how blessed you are? I said, man. Your family was about to get put out two years ago. You done bought a house? Yeah, man, but this ain't the house I really want. Whoa, 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 partner. Whoa, I got that. I got that. The house you really want, Mike? Mike call five, eight million. I don't know. But, man, y'all got a house. You making the payments. You driving. You ain't out no more. I said, hold on, man. You got to stop. I said, you got to stop. I said, man, because right now, man, you, you coming across as real ungrateful to me. And so he said, man, why are you tripping like that, man? Man, you act like don't nobody want to have nothing but you. I said, whoa, man, where are you going with this conversation? I said, oh, I didn't come to you. I just came to you and asked you how you doing. And I'm trying to point out to you that the journey that you started on, that you are on your way and you are in the process of accomplishing your goals. And can you not feel some joy and some pleasure in your accomplishment? Quit tripping on the fact that you ain't made a million yet. You on your way. You done went from, your, he thought this dude was making $15,000 a year. You making a quarter of a million dollars in two years, man. Come on, man. Can't you see? Can't you see? So he said eventually, ah, man, I kind of see what you're saying, but that ain't about nothing to me because I ran up into him a year and a half later. 
How you doing, man? Man, I sure wish I'd appreciated my life when I had it like that. I said, what you mean had it like that? Man, I just fell on some hard times, man. I'm right back where I was. And then we talked. I said, hey, man, don't worry about it. I said, once you know how to accomplish something, I said, you just reapply the same principles and start on over again. Man, you know how hard it is to be to start over? Okay, my man, hold up, partner. You finna do yourself like this again? First, you wasn't grateful for what you had. Now you're looking at the fact that you might have to start over, and you know how hard it is to start over. Maybe God said, okay, you ain't happy with this? Okay, then handle it your way. You obviously ain't happy with the way I'm bringing it into your life. You want to handle it your way? Go ahead and handle it, because he will let you have it your way. Can I tell you that? He will let you do it exactly the way you want to, because he gives us all the power of choice. So then maybe... He said, okay, you don't appreciate the way I'm doing it. You don't like the favor I'm showing you. You think it's taking too long. I'm going to let you do it your way. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm just going to let you do it your way. Just just say maybe he said that. And now he right back where he was. So what I tried to get the young cat to understand was, man, appreciate your life for what it is. Because like um, Life Jennings got that song that he got out off this album, Still, I Still Believe. It could have been worse. And now that it is worse, what's on your mind now? Folks, if you are on that side of life where you have figured out what you want to do, you know how you're going to get there and you know your purpose, you're accomplishing what the majority of people never, ever do. So be grateful for your process. Don't tumble yourself. Don't throw yourself off the cliff. It's going to be all right. Success takes a measure of time. It is not easy. If success were easy, everybody would be successful. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Again, introducing a man who has claimed to be the innovator, creator, and activator of the entire music industry. He is currently in a $3 trillion lawsuit against the music industry for rights, publishing rights, ownership of all music that he is responsible for. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest lounge singers, songwriters of our time, Roscoe Wallace, with another song that is involved in the lawsuit that he wrote. These are what... <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. Appreciate the baby for believing in me and everything. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Papa was a rolling stone. Yeah. Well, he laid his hat was at home. And when he died, everybody got left alone. Yeah. I said, nah. Papa was a, we what now, Rolling Stone. Huh. Oh, what did he do? Wherever he laid it, hat, where was home. And when he died, everybody felt all alone. Yeah. That jam right there. Papa Rolling Stone, Temptation <laughs> over for that too. The whole catalog belonged to me. That was just another hit right here. Thank you so much for having me and for letting me plead my case to the world for this. Stop all that breathing, Carly. All good. 
Hate, hate ain't gonna get you nowhere. It's morning time. Too early for hate. Mm. Way really? too early for hate. So you wrote Papa was a Roman. <laughs> I, let, hey, let me tell you something, Carl. I think me and you both know who ain't wrote it. <laughs> you? <laughs> no, no, that would be you. <laughs> I didn't say I did write it, but and you Because you, you can't. It. I said I wrote it because I did. That's the difference okay. between me and you, and that's why I didn't put you in the lawsuit. Thank you. Uh, oh, you were going to sue me? Don't get sued up in here. Okay. Don't get sued. No, I'll talk to you later. See y'all tomorrow with another hit. Bye. Hold on. Let me represent you, Steve. <laughs> oh, hell no. I like that hell. What is it, Benjamin? Yeah, let me, let me represent right you, Steve. Man, that'd be good, man. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Uncle, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. You know you ain't big on the truth. I don't believe in it all the time. Okay, Uncle. Well, it, would you take a lot to take the test if Aunt Marjorie was asking the question? Absolutely. What? <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to let you put all the wires on me. <laughs> but I'm going to take the test. Out. Oh, it's going to be yeah. rigged. You know, if when you ain't looking, I'm going to snatch a wire too often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to take this oh. test because I have to appear as dope. I'm cooperating. But, but I got to tell you, if when you ain't looking, I got to get two of these wires off of you. All right. <laughs> All I so much for that rigged polygraph. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to start the show off with Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time to start your morning off with Run That Prank Back with the Nephew. What you got, Neff? Well, Shirley, mm-hmm. we're going to run it back. It's uh, N-W-A, okay? That's not Ice Cube. That's not Eazy-E. That ain't Dre, okay? This is N-W-A. N-word abolisher. N word abolishment. We finna put a stop to the, to, to using the N word right here, right now. This okay. Good. Okay. Let's go. Run it, cat. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm trying to reach a Mr. Spears. My name is Andrews. Is he available? Yeah, yeah, this is me. Okay. Uh, how you doing, sir? Everything going good tonight? Man, I'm doing fine, man. I'm late for work. What the you want? Um. Wow. Uh, sir, listen. My name is uh, once again. Uh, Andrews and I'm with uh, NWA, which uh-huh. is uh, N-word abolishers. Uh-huh. And at, as you know, the N-word just got buried, and we're trying to keep that successful and and uh, trying to do as much as we can for people to not use the word. It's been brought to our attention that you have been consistently um, using the word even after we've buried it. And what we're wanting to do is, first of all, ask you to stop, and we don't want to take any other actions, which could mean not only burying the word, but also burying the people who use it, such as yourself. What the f- you trying to say? Man, you better don't call my phone, man. I told you I, I'm uh, late for work, man. You calling me with this about a please? I say what I want to say. I ain't got time to be uh, listening to NWA. Y'all need to go listen to a rap record or something. I'm calling my phone. This sir, I, sir, I got sir, to do. I'm busy, man. Sir, what the I, f- I understand that, sir. We're just asking you, sir. Can we? Could you possibly not use the N word? Asking the wrong. Go ask somebody else. Call somebody else and bother them with this. I say. I say. I say. Call me with this. Wrong with you, crazy. NWA. I ain't never heard of y'all. Uh, sir. Do you? What? We, we're just. 
I know it's a. It's Get it a I, I know it's a process, sir. But we're asking you that if you could just possibly, just quit using the word. Man, you. I'll use whatever the hell I want. I don't know you. You don't know me. What the hell? You? How do you know I use the word anyway? Huh? Sir, could you please not call me that? Okay. You? How about that? I said, don't call me that. Now, don't get me bent out of shape about it. All right? <laughs> you sound like a stupid. I got your upset, huh? I told you I got to do, man. I ain't got time to play on the phone with you. I'm trying to make sure that here in this country from now on, the word is not used anymore. And for you to do this, for you to continue to go against the grain, we got to put a stop to it. I don't I'm have a problem. The grain type of. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm a go against the grain type of. I don't have a problem burying you along with the word. Burying me. Hold up, there! You talking crazy now, boy? Bury me! I'm gonna bury your bury hatchet in your back. How about that? You don't like that, do you? NWA with attitudes. That's what you should call yourself. It's, it's not. It's NWA. It's N-word abolishers. With attitudes, stupid. I don't know who made up with apologies. What spell apologies? Apologies? Cause you stupid. Don't call my phone. It's in. Look, you're gonna talk to me with some respect. Talk to me with some respect, sir. You don't get no respect for me, because you call my phone, stupid boy. You call me, I don't even know how you got my number. I was spending this much time talking to your stupid You sound like a dumb calling somebody's phone. Go call 911 and get you some help. Dumb Don't get your swooped here. Oh, well, I'm right here. I ain't moving. I live right here at 1301. Come see me. Look it up if you can't find it. Get your GPS. Right here. Can I tell you another thing? You can tell me whatever the f- you want to tell me. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got oh, pranked man. by your brother Marcus Spears. Man, you are crazy, dog. You crazy Y'all for crazy. Y'all are crazy. Oh, excuse me. Y'all are crazy, man. I ain't no. Hey, man. I, I hey, man. Think this was true. Hey, look at your brother Marcus told he told us he said I bet him five hundred dollars he was gonna use the N word before the month was up. <laughs> Dog, I be- it's hard, man. Y'all can't just you know throw this <laughs> on a like this. You know, man, excuse me, but you can't just throw this up on me, man. It take time. It's like stop smoking cigarettes. It take me six seven months just to get it out of my system. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, <laughs> your brother said, he said, I promise you, my brother Calvin is the craziest person I know. He said he going to go off as soon as you call it. <laughs> I might be the craziest that he know, but y'all are some of the craziest I heard on the radio. I tell you that. That's a damn show, boy. <laughs> I ain't going to forget this one. Hey, Calvin, do me a favor, man. What's up? Work. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, dog. <laughs> Yeah, hold up. Work on the word, all right? Work I'm on that. I'm going to try, bro. I'm going to try. I promise you. Just, just, try. Do, do a fast. Try to fast for about two weeks without using it, all right? A fast, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> well, let me ask you, what is yeah. <laughs> this boy? What is the baddest radio show in the land? you got to be kidding. Don't ask me no <laughs> stupid like that. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. I listen to you crazy <laughs> Stop. Yeah, listen, you crazy folks every morning. How about that? All right. Say, from now on, you say folks and people and y'all. Try there that. you go. <laughs> Do y'all think I got any progress out of shutting that word down? Did I get any progress? Not with him. Uh-uh. <laughs>
Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, my bad. Once he realized. My bad. Okay. My bad. You really ain't going to give him to abolish that. Yeah, he had no chance of stopping. He nah, says nah, he's not stopping. He's not stopping. He's not stopping. Stupid is happening tomorrow night, y'all, in case you didn't know it. It's at the Ramona Pavilion Ballroom, Jacksonville, Florida. Nephew Tommy and Friends Comedy Show. We got two shows sat- Friday to Saturday, 7 and 10 both nights. 7 and 10 both nights. Jacksonville, I need some help. Last comedy club y'all had down there. I think it burned down, but it was a lady in there that made a hell of a banana pudding. Could you tell her Tommy coming to town? She got the best banana pudding in the South, and I'm looking for her. Tell her the nephew looking for her. I'm at the Ramona Pavilion Ballroom. Please bring me some of that banana pudding. Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, nephew. Coming up, it is Ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending entertainment news, Drake has broken his silence about Astroworld, and attorney Benjamin Crump has been hired to represent one of the victims. Plus, we'll um, talk about celebrity couple divorce news, and Carla is on deck with today's music news. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour, but right now it is time for Steve's favorite segment, Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer, ready for your love questions. Here we go. This one is from Simone in Birmingham. Simone says, I work in administration at a hospital and I hired a young woman for an entry-level position. She presented as very polished and professional, but whenever she opens her mouth, uh, she wants everyone to know how woke she is. She loves to bring up civil rights issues with her white coworkers, and she's offended all of the Trump supporters in the office. Even the black employees are uncomfortable around her. How can I fix this? You need to put hmm. her to the side. And well, little sister, let me help you out with something. Uh, there's a time and place for everything. She was hired as a what, Shirley? Uh, a hospital for entry-level position. Now, let me explain something to you. You got everybody around here on edge. And you're creating an uncomfortable work atmosphere for a lot of mm. people with your discussions of politics and everything. You have every right to feel who you, how you feel, vote for who you want to vote for. But you're making your coworkers uncomfortable with a lot of your stances. Just asking you to tone it down. Now, if you all want to get together and have discussion groups off the job site, that would be perfectly fine with me. But while at work, if we could refrain from the discussions of politics that's causing this discomfort in our office, it would serve you greatly. If you continue, continue to create what's going to be looked at soon as a hostile work environment, you will be held accountable for that. Get your mm. black ass back out there and don't come back <laughs> in here with this and see what I'm talking about. Shut your damn mouth. See, this all black right. woman just set up here and hide your ass trying to give you a shot. Now you in here scared of all the white folks. Now, <laughs> now we black in the hospital. I personally don't give a damn about no Trump supporter, but we got to work with them now. Right, right. <laughs> all right, moving on. Nathan in South Philly says, I'm a 55-year-old married man and I caught my wife sitting in her car with another man outside her hair salon. She took longer than expected and didn't answer her phone, so I went by the salon. The guy got out of the car and walked inside the salon. My wife said he is the owner of the salon and he just came out to say hi. I had to go all weekend with my mind racing. 
Should I have gone inside and questioned this guy or not? Mm. No, but when you sitting in that car though, when I roll up, you know, it might be my wife's car, but trust and believe, though, mm-hmm. I had something to do with it being her car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to handle it in the parking lot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to get back in there. So no, you ain't get back in there. We ain't get back in there where you know where the gun at. No, <laughs> you finna stay out here in this parking lot. You ain't finna get inside. See, Nat, you're old, you're 55, you ain't sharp no more. You ain't know how now your mind racing. My mind ain't finna be racing. His mind racing. <laughs> Every time he come out that salon, his mind gonna get to racing. Every time he open his car door, his mind gonna race. <laughs> Where is Nate's at? Where is Nat ass at? I'm gonna be like Nat Turner on a slave owner. You really? gonna be looking for me. I'm coming up the river. Where is Nat? It's gonna be your message. I'm not finna be the only one my weekend tossed up. Your whole life from here on out is where the hell is Nat? (laughs) Yeah. All right, moving on. Athena in New Orleans, uh, CLO says, I have three sisters that are very close, but I am not speaking to them because my oldest sister married a man that I dated for 12 years. She went behind my back and slept with him, and he dumped me for her. My other two sisters knew all along uh, that they were messing around, and they never told me. This has been haunting me for years, and now I really miss my sisters, and I want closure. Should I be the bigger person and contact them? Uh, you don't want to stop talking to them. See, I, see lady, you, you're trying to create uh, something, an illusion that you're the bigger person and want to reach out to them. You stop talking to your sister. You don't even know the whole story. Especially from the other two sisters. Now the other sister that's got the man, that's where you look, you gotta get some closure at. Gotta reach some type of thing so you can handle that. But the other sisters, what you blaming them for? They didn't tell you. What you want them to say? It's not their fault. So should you be the bigger person? You the one walked away from the relationship. So quite naturally, you should be the one to go over there and say, I miss y'all. You know, I, I struggle to get past that. <clears throat> Where wasn't your man? 12 years. Come on now. 12 years away. Well, it ain't lead to marriage. Y'all dated for 12 years. Where this go? Little ragged-ass relationship. You, you mad because you ain't got that little ragged-ass 12-year go-nowhere-ass relationship. It's Man, still a tough what? blow, though, that your sister goes behind It is a tough back. blow. That yeah. That's a tough blow. I, I'm an unbelievable yeah. blow if it's your brother. Mm-hmm. I do. I Surely I give her that. It's a tough blow. Shouldn't yeah. a sister that did the, 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 the wrongness, shouldn't she be the one that to come? I don't know what's wrong with her. But, you know, Forgive you me. should be the bigger one to go to the other sisters. But like I said, now, that sister that got you, man, that's where we got the problem at. I don't really know how to work through that. That's an ass whooping. That that has to happen. To <laughs> oh, me and my brother already know what that is. <laughs> yeah, but see, me and my brother know what that is. But that'll never happen though between them. Because that's my brother. That's my brother. I'm not I don't even know how to we was raised different. Exactly. He my brother, man. I had But if it happened. The ass whooping has to happen. It, but that's to not going to happen in my mind. My, my, that's an impossibility. 
You'll, you'll we ain't going to do that. I yeah, get that. Huh? What say, Shirley? I said you guys won't be fighting because he won't do it, is what you're saying. No. Oh, that not my brother. Yeah. My brother, my nephew, nephew. I got a nephew month older than me. It, that could never happen yeah. between us. It could never happen. It's, it's unthinkable. Yeah. It's impossible. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, Walinda in Franklin, Tennessee says, when I got married four years ago, I came into the marriage with credit card debt. I've paid most of it. Uh, my credit cards are in our safe, and I use them only in case of emergencies. I was sitting on the back porch earlier, and I got a text alert of suspicious activity on my visa. I asked my husband if he used my card, and he said he bought an air fryer on the card, and he will pay it off ASAP. Um, shouldn't he have asked me before he used my credit card, or is this a what's mine is yours type situation? What's well, he knew the combination to the safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everything. unless you got his and her safe. <laughs> Where is the air fryer at? Because she don't yeah. sound like she's safe. But that sounds like a nice community purchase, because I'm pretty sure you're using the air fryer. <laughs> Ain't like you went off and bought a watch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, Drake has finally broken his silence in the wake of the Astroworld Festival. Drake says, I've spent the past few days trying to wrap my mind around this devastating tragedy. Uh, My heart is broken for the families and friends of those who lost their lives and for anyone who is suffering. I will continue to pray for all of them and will be of service in any way I can. That's from Drake. Meanwhile, the lawsuits against Travis Scott are piling up, including one from the family of a nine-year-old victim who's currently fighting for his life. Ezra Blount uh, was nearly trampled to death during the chaos that ensued at Energy Park. Um, His family has retained the services of Ben Crump for the litigation. According to the paperwork, um, Crump filed on the child's behalf. Ezra was kicked, stepped on, and trampled as people around him were lifting up unconscious bodies of friends and strangers and surfed them over the top of the crowd, hoping to send them to safety. Meanwhile, NRG Park has an insurance policy that'll pay out up to $26 million. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not enough. Energy Park, I'm telling you, but now I don't know if they're releasing the uh, paperwork on who he's suing, but Live Nation got problems, though. Yeah, they do. Energy Park got a problem. Mm-hmm. All, all the big boys behind this got a problem. Y'all can quit pointing the fingers at Travis uh, Scott and Drake and all this here. Y'all, y'all can stop all that because they so far down the food chain in this. Because I'm telling you how this works, man. Now, unless it's his company, yeah. See, unless it's his company, and and trust me, Live Nation is the big boys. They're the big boys. The biggest. So they got got a major problem. My lawyer told me, we were talking about it the other day, my lawyer said, trust me, Live Nation lawyers ain't been to sleep. Mm. Yeah. Because you haven't heard much from them or about them. You know. You'll make a statement soon. Yeah. Surely, Goodness. they so busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm. yeah. But they go it have is to write sad. checks. I really feel bad for. I feel bad for all the victims, Every but a child. But now, yeah. let me say something to adults. Let me say something to adults that have children. Mm-hmm. Your children can't go everywhere just because they want to. Yeah. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this man had the little boy on his shoulders. On his shoulders, huh? So he could see the concert. There's a right. brother, and the little boy is the nine-year-old. And he, I think the father fell. Yeah, had to. Yeah, then that's how his son. Now he's doing his best as a father to protect his son. I'm sure of that. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm sure of that. I'm sure this brother right here did everything in his power. Yeah. That's a hard fall if that boy way up there on his shoulders. Yeah, that's so sad. Horrible. That's what some of the reports say. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, We're going to switch gears here uh, and talk about some celebrities that are breaking up. This couple is a hip-hop producer and reality star Stevie J and his wife, Faith Evans. Well, they've called it quits after only three years of marriage. Stevie J put in the paperwork. Yeah. At the Los Angeles County Superior Court, it's unclear just what promoted the, 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 the split between Faith and Stevie J, but the marriage started off a bit rocky. Uh, last year, Faith was reportedly arrested for domestic violence for allegedly attacking Stevie. This will be the second divorce for Faith and the first for Stevie. That's sad. Well, that I, really you know, I, I met them out at this uh, function I was at out in Beverly Hills. And yeah. I just uh-huh. really liked him because I always liked Stevie J. Yes, he's a character. And I've always liked Faith, so I, th- oh, I thought they Faith. looked good together, but you know, yeah, it happened. Yeah. Come on back over here, Tippy Day. Come on Not back over here, baby. <laughs> I'm going to teach you right, Tippy Day. I'm going to teach you right. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> Carlos is here with today's music news. What you got, Carla? Well, we just want to give a shout out, guys, to Missy Elliott. She received yeah. her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Missy. So, yeah, I love and, me some Missy, yeah. Missy Nina Elliott. She did a speech and she showed love to her sisters in hip hop, the women she called godmothers, Queen Latifah, you know, the legends, Moni Love, Angie Stone, Roxanne Shante, Yo-Yo, MC Light, salt and pepper and you know, Missy showed them all love and then she praised them as the backs that we stand on and the foundation of, you know, women, female MCs and hip hop and producers. And Missy also thanked her fans. Uh, Sierra was there with her. So it was really, really nice. So mm-hmm. much deserved. So shout out to Missy Elliott. Get your yeah. freak on Hollywood Missy. Walk of Fame. Yeah. yeah. That's like cool to be on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we were out there for you, Steve. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ellen <laughs> came Ellen was out. there. Samuel was there. Sid, Dr. Phil was there. Yeah, but the one that meant the most to me, though, Sonny Calhoun was there. Lord have mercy. Oh, your childhood friend? Straight out of Cleveland. Well, he uh, wasn't really my friend. He was my uh, my whole ambition in life. He was Manny. His brother was my friend, Manny. Oh. Sonny was his big brother. Sonny was a pimp. Oh, and okay. Sonny came out okay. of Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> Where's this going? Had on a lemon yellow <laughs> suit. I love this boy right here, man. This dude right here. When I saw Sonny, man. It was hot as hell outside. Yeah, yes, it was. It was hot that day. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he had fur coat with him. I love, <laughs> I love about pimps, dog. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> boys. Man, I can't believe this, man. Look at you, got a star, man. I'm gonna wait till everybody leaves so I can take a picture with him. <laughs> he don't need nobody to picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm only people all standing all around with everybody. Lee on your picture with man. Steve got star here on ground, man. Man, you one of us, man. God, <laughs> boy, you <laughs> mean. 
Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show on this Veterans Day, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today's Veterans Day. Uh, this is the holiday that we recognize and honor all past and present military who have served our yes, country. Sir. Unlike Memorial Day, which remembers the fallen, this day celebrates those who served in war and got to come home. This holiday is celebrated each year on November 11th because it's the day that signifies the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918 when World War I ended. We want to take the time to thank all of our veterans for serving and their sacrifices, of course. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you so know, much. Yeah. For we take our hats off. Yeah. To the veterans, absolutely. Yeah. Uncle Benny, mm-hmm. Uncle Dennis, thank yeah. y'all. Happy Veterans Day to my husband, Tosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy yep. Veterans Army Day, Army vet, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also want to remind everyone that our very own nephew, Tommy's foundation, Miles of Giving, is yes. dedicated, dedicated to helping veterans. Right, Tommy? That's it. Miles of Giving. We give back to wounded veterans. Tommy went over, did two USO tours over there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Germany, Kuwait, you name it, I was there mm-hmm. on the front line. If you ain't no seeing what the front line looked like, let me tell you, it's a whole different beast, buddy. So I take my hat off to all the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm going to give this to you. Save the date. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the Miles of Giving weekend 2022. May 13th to the 16th, where? Where? New Orleans, Louisiana. It's the Miles of Giving weekend, baby. We got comedy shows. We doing service projects for the veterans. We got a Sunday brunch hosted by, uh uh-oh, my first lady, the one and only Jacqueline. Jacqueline Miles will be hosting the Sunday brunch. I got a golf tournament that's going to be off the chain Monday the 16th, TPC, Louisiana. So everybody in Louisiana and around the way, you want to come hang out with your boy. This is Save the Date, Miles of Giving Weekend, 2022, May 13th through the 16th, New Orleans, Louisiana. A golf course down there, Tommy. That's nice, man. That's a nice one? Yes, sir. TPC course in in New Orleans, yeah. Got it on lock, Uncle Steve. Pretty. Pretty. If you ain't busy, man, come play with your boy, man. Man, I sure do, man. I want to come down there, man. I'm going to okay. take more time out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a better golfer this year. I say that every year. Ooh, I said that two <laughs> weeks ago, and I wasn't worth a damn. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you say it and go out that golf course, you're going to be a better what? <laughs> man. <sighs> Congratulations, nephew. Big things you know, sometimes hitting yes, a golf ball to make it go where you want it to go is very, very hard to do. To make a what? I missed that. A golf ball go where you want it to go just because you hit it with this stick. Mm-hmm. It That's hard, though. It's really, really hard. I bow down on those that hit a golf ball to make money. Woo-hoo! Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. All right. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to check Steve Harvey's voicemail, 877-29-STEVE, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time to check Steve's voicemail. Let's see what we got at 877-29-STEVE. All right, Steve, let's go to the phones. Line one, Sharonda in Louisiana. Hi, Mr. Steve Harvey and you all. My name is Sharonda Austin. I'm calling from Bachelor, Louisiana. I love y'all program every morning. It's uplifting to me, especially the words you have to say by our Heavenly Father. It's uplifting, keeping him first. 
And God bless you all. Love to hear you Monday. Comes again. <laughs> Thank y'all. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Oh, she do the announcements at the church. I know yeah, she got to that's be. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy huh? that's to her. Giving on the God and I pass to First Lady members, friends. <laughs> Christian friends, yes. Uh-huh. And yes. after that, a scripture right after. <laughs> well, thank you for that. You know, we try to be inspirational on this show. It's part of the program. So thank you very much. What else we got, Shirley? All right, uh, let's go down to line four and talk to Steph Walker. Okay, Steve Harvey, we listen to your strawberry letter every morning as we drive into work. And we heard that strawberry letter about the brother who married into the family, the white family, with the racist brother. So, you know, my husband just said, what about part two? We need to hear how this ends up. We need to, the to be continued, all right? So, we waiting. Yeah. Y'all be good, and y'all be safe and well. Bye-bye. Yeah, now, you know something, Steph? I agree with you. I would love to get a letter from the man who wrote the letter because Thanksgiving is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So when it gets here, we would love to know what the hell happened to ourselves. You know, we've done these strawberry letters a few ways. Remember we were doing them live sometimes? Mm -hmm. Right. And then remember we would get the people on the phone? Mm -hmm. But these are real letters. I know know people think we make these letters up, but we don't. These are very real letters. And these letters get a little bit you know, remember that time we had that, uh, oh, Lord have mercy. We had that, uh, which one? Lady that was dating the pastor. Uh huh. And they found out about it because they just was listening to the show and it just didn't make it made sense at their church. Oh, they put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all hell broke loose. So yeah, we had to stop doing right. live strawberry letters because <laughs> <laughs> it was getting live. Right, all the way. Yeah, it was some people going up there adding some more to the story, so we had to stop doing that. But I would like to do some follow-ups. We've had some follow-ups before, Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting concept. We would. I wish we could reach out to maybe Mississippi Monica could reach out to the letter writer and just say, "Hey, we'd love to know how it worked out for you on Thanksgiving." Mm -hmm. As a follow-up, let us know. So, Steph Walker, we're gonna look into that and see if we can make that happen. Yeah, we we won't know too. That was cool. All right, let's go to line two and talk to Foster in Pensacola. Foster. Hi, Steve. My name is Foster Smith from Pensacola, Florida. I'm so glad you signed that up about Michael Jordan. There should be no debate about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Michael Jordan is the greatest that ever put some tennis shoes on. Michael Jordan was a must-see player. After his second year in the NBA, they double-teamed him for his whole career. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you know, serious about that, isn't it? Foster is serious about that. No <laughs> because, man, like, you know, I was sitting here and I was listening to the debate. Mm-hmm. And I was listening because LeBron's a great player, man. And uh, and his and his off the field is even, is e- even more accomplishing. Yeah. If not, that's great. But, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of he's won titles at the Lakers. He's won a title down in Miami. And he's won a title in Cleveland. Yeah. That's sheer greatness when everywhere you go, you can manage to put a team together on your back and lead them to the promised land. That's impressive. But when I look at the footage of the tape and I see the skill set that both these players possess, mm-hmm. and I was alive and old enough to witness both of them in my prime, because I'm in my prime now and was in my prime then. Prime then. I just ain't had no money. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player 
to ever damn dribble. Mm. Period. Mm. No argument from me. Nah, you, you can argue hey, whoever bro. you want if you want to. I'm saying what I say. You ain't got no radio show. <laughs> ain't nobody going to hear My mouth bigger you than flexing? your mouth. Know that. Ain't nobody been to hear you. If you have something to say, call Steve's voicemail at 877-29-STEVEN. Please leave a message. Coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, my ex paid for my grandma's funeral. Hmm, we'll get into that in just a bit. But right now, it is the nephew here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Ah, you know, I don't know how to say it. Let me find the right words. Because I want it to sound affectionate. Uh... Your wife is fine as hell. <gasps> I'm going to beat on, your man. ass. Go ahead, man. Play this ragged ass paint. I wish you would. I wish you would come in and say something like that, though. Your come wife on. Let's go. is Run fine as hell. Come on, Kevin. Come on. Let's go. Hello? Hello? I'm trying to reach Daryl. Yeah, this is Daryl. Who is this? Hey, Daryl. How you doing? My name is Alonzo, man. I um work for a uh, liquor distributing company. I, I do uh, distri- uh, liquor distribution. How you doing today? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. What what can I do for you? Hey, we're 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 putting together a big big event, man, with uh vodka, and oh. they're throwing a they're throwing a huge pool party. And like I say, I've been I'm in the liquor business, man. I've been doing it for for quite some years now, and you know we're always trying to do different type of uh, publicity and really get the hype up. And what we're trying to do, man, is is really get people to come out to this fashion party because it's the First quarter of 2020, we wanted to be a one to remember, and uh, oh, I know. So you trying to invite me out there? No, 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 no. You're. I, I go to the bank. I go to the bank where your where your wife works at, Kendra. And okay, what we're trying to do is have. I mean, we want our flyer and slash poster to be something really, really memorable. Something that's going to really draw people in. And you okay. know, have this this thing's gonna be all over social media the whole nine yards. So we're trying to see. I, you know, I, a buddy of mine told me that he kind of knew of you or had a had a, a number on you, and I was like, cool. Let me reach out to him. He, he told me you were Kendra's husband. So I want. Yeah, to I am my husband. You. So I don't understand what my wife's got to do with this whole thing. Okay, what I'm trying to do is see if you're cool with Kendra being on our flyer, man. I mean, because your wife is fine as. Sh- so we want to put what? her on the flyer. And, what, whoa, and, whoa. And, uh, and, what you mean my wife is fine as sh-? What the? What you mean? By, what, 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 you going to call me up and talk about my wife, huh? The f*** is wrong with the, you? But, but, brother, 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 it's, it's, it's a respect thing, dog. I'm giving you, I'm giving you props. It's props, man. I'm okay, giving you props. Well, spit out what you need, man, because it don't sound right. Dude, we're trying to get your wife. We want to get her to a photo shoot in a bikini so we can put it Whoa, whoa, flight. whoa. Hell no, you ain't using my wife in no bikini to put on no Flyer. You out your damn mind? That's my wife, man. Respect me. What's wrong okay, with okay, you? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Why are you tripping like this, bro? Why because are you tripping like my this? My wife. My wife ain't gonna be in no damn no flyer for no party, man. What the f- you think this is? What the f- wrong with you? Okay, bro, bro. You know what, man? I tried to call you and get you to respect. I mean, I. I it don't sound you know like it. I, well, well, okay. Look. I, I didn't call for no argument. I just I just talked to Kendra when I go to the bank tomorrow and see if she want to do it. Oh, you, oh, you gonna go to my wife's job at the bank? That's what you gonna do? Okay. I'm just, go ahead I'm, and go I'm down just, there because I'll be there too and I'll make a deposit with my.
my foot in your ass. Go ahead. Okay, okay, hold on, man. We we paying we paying five thousand dollars for the photo session. Okay? I don't care what the f- you paying. No amount of money's gonna let me put my wife, the mother of my children, on no poster in no bikini. I don't care how much you paying. Kiss my ass before I let you do that. Okay, okay, bro. Okay, so listen, Daryl. I ain't gonna really go back and forth with you, man. I was calling you trying to be a man. I feel the I'm same way. Okay, well, I, I'm trying to be man to man with you and just, you know, throw the opportunity at you. I, I'm, I'm now you throwing it back at me with with disrespect. I mean, opportunity on, for my wife to be a thought? Nah, no, no, I don't want none of that. Okay, man. No, your wife fine as hell. People are. Whoa, you need to quit telling me how fine my wife is. Okay. Who the f- gave you my phone number in the first place? I do. Okay? I got. Uh, hey, man. That, uh, evidently, that's all null and void at this point. All right, that don't oh. even matter at this point. The boy, the, hey, okay. issue on the, the issue on the table is I want to take some pictures of Ken. Let me know when you plan on going to my wife's job at the bank. Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there so I can be there, okay? Nobody calls another brother up talking about how fine his wife is, okay? I told you no. Now, you should have just stopped right there, but you're going to keep on talking about my wife. Okay, so let me say this, dog. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell. That's the one. Brought all this to our attention at the meeting. Tommy is the one that said your wife was fine as hell, though. Tommy? Who the f is Tommy? Tommy said your wife is fine as hell. That's what that's Well, Tommy what can get his ass too. Who is Tommy? You Don't you take your wife to work in the morning? Let me know when you're going to bring your black ass down there. Okay. And? Now, what y'all, be, what y'all be listening to on the way to work? What radio we, station y'all be listening to? We be listening to... <laughs> Because, dog, I'm telling you, when you your go wife to a is man fine as and you go, your <laughs> wife is fine as hell. Wait a minute, man. Hold, hold, hold up, dog. Hold up, dog. Wait. You thought you could walk up to me and say that? Because, now, if this is the statement you picked to say to me, yeah. I can't even imagine what's running through your rabbit-ass mind. So, yeah. but, but you thought the compliment is your wife fine as hell. Bruh, me and you... Me and you got an instant problem. And like he said, what man calls another man to go, man, your wife fine as hell? <laughs> Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's a compliment. That's uh, all Tommy, it is. Tommy, you said it like he was going to say, ain't she? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
right, Junior. Dog, your wife fine, dog. Woo, she fine, man. Right? Dog, you at a club and the bottle girl go by. Man, that little girl, that little bottle girl fine as hell. Woo, I see you. Man, your wife fine as hell. <laughs> <laughs> what? Instant. <laughs> on, Ain't man. that a compliment, though? No, nah, Tommy. It's no, an insult. Man. Because if if you if all you can muster up to me where you can't even contain yourself to have that thought to yourself, you got to let that much out. It's because this is way deeper than that. I just don't I'm finna give you $5,000. Man, I don't care what you, the mother of my children. Okay. So what am I supposed to say? You don't know damn fly in no bikini. Am I supposed to say your wife ain't fine at all? Your wife looks straight crazy. I mean, what? I mean, it's a that's goodie. better. That's better. Cause that's your opinion. Let me say that's this: everybody in Jacksonville, Florida, is, you know, fine, unfine. I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. Come I will on, say this. I will say this. They coming from all over to see that nephew. They coming up out of Brunswick, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, St. Augustine, Daytona Beach. They coming this weekend to see the nephew stand and act a doggone fool. So let me tell you something. You already know I'm at the Ramona Pavilion Ballroom. Two shows Friday, two Saturday, 7 and 10. Nephew, Tommy, and friends, comedy show. You don't want to miss it because they coming from all over to see me act a fool. Yo, your wife is, I hope y'all come. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you see the Dude. arrow. <laughs> Boy, somebody say that to me. I'll be ready to fight so God doggone fast. All right. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, my strawberry letter, the subject my ex paid for my grandma's funeral. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, dating, work, parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter because why? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. And uh, we're looking for those follow-ups too. If the situation has been resolved or there's more to the story, whatever. Oh, we went to up. jail after all of this. Buckle up <laughs> and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. All right, nephew, thank you. Subject, my ex paid for my grandma's funeral. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am engaged to a man that I work with. We both teach elementary school, and when he transferred to my school, it was love at first sight for me. At the time, I had only been divorced a few months, and my ex-husband was still pursuing me and trying to work things out. He cheated on me more than a few times, um, and when we were married... So I divorced him. He didn't contest anything, and I got whatever I asked for because he is still in love with me. I have our family home sitting on three acres, and he let me have both our dogs. Um, I lost respect for him every time I heard a rumor of him cheating, and I'm much happier divorced. Now fast forward to when I met my fiancé, and we became inseparable in no time. My ex-husband was overbearing and used his money to try to lure me back in. He bought me a Range Rover last year for my birthday, and I could not tell my fiancé this, though the car is still at my ex's house. When we first got engaged, I was honest with my fiancé about my ex's extravagant gifts so he wouldn't find out later and be upset. He told me that I do not set boundaries with my ex because I like the attention. I told him I would do better. Then my grandma died. She and my ex-husband were very close, 
So I knew he'd be at the funeral. My fiance and I I went to her funeral, and as soon as the service came to an end, my grandfather stood up and thanked my ex-husband for paying for everything. My fiance was furious, so we skipped the repast. I tried to control the situation by calling my ex and telling him to stop coming around my family. My fiance told me that uh, we're going to pay my ex-husband back for the funeral. Is my fiance crazy? Why does it matter who paid for it? Well, you know what? I I, kind of think this is a problem that doesn't have to be. I mean, you have two men who are fighting over you and fighting for your attention, really. But your ex, um, if you're divorced, I mean, he needs to let go. If, If he was married to you and had you and then he started cheating... You know, that's on him. You clearly have moved on, and he he should too. It's too late for him now. When he was married to you, like I said, he blew it. Um, He lost in this situation. He's not dealing with reality. He's in denial, I think, right now. He created this problem. Um, I do think your fiancé was out of line making you miss your grandmother's repast. Uh, He was in his feelings, looking at this situation, to me, all the way wrong. I'm with you on this one. What difference does it make who pays for the funeral? Uh, You can't control what your ex does. And you said that he and your grandmother were very close. And apparently your grandfather appreciated it. Um, I I think it's stupid to spend money to pay your ex back. That's just stupid to me. Your fiance shouldn't be trying to prove anything. Not to you, not to him. Uh, He's saying he's going to pay your ex back. I I think that's just his ego getting in the way. Funerals are not cheap, okay? Uh, so, you know, you could spend that money on something else. Um, he doesn't have to flex your, your new fiance. He's already got the prize and the prize is you. As far as the car goes, just let it stay where it is in your ex's garage. And I say, go on and live your life with your fiance and don't let your ex get in the way of your happiness. Steve. Shirley. Yes. It's a man problem right here. Girl. I know. I know I it is. It. Don't worry about it. See, it's a lot of man law in here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of codes in here. A lot of egos in here. A lot of flexing in here. There's some power struggle in here. And there's some uh, trying to uh, stand up and do some pushback. It's all of this. But all this is man problem because the woman in this letter is 100% correct and perfect. I see no flaw in this woman right here. I really don't. I'm engaged to a man that I work with. We both teach elementary school, and when he transferred to my school, it was love at first sight for me. At the time, I had only been divorced a few months. What happens is when people get divorced, they don't know when love gonna come along, so anybody walk through the door, it looked like love right away. This happens to be real, though. Uh, He cheated on me. Uh, Excuse me. They only been divorced a few months, and the ex-husband was still pursuing me. This is important information trying to work things out. He cheated on me more than a few times when we were married, so I divorced him. He didn't contest anything, and I got whatever I asked for because he's still in love with me. This is a love story gone bad, y'all. This is a man who has lost the best thing ever happened to him, and he wanted it back. I ain't mad at him. Now, we have a problem because he gave you your family home, sitting on three acres, and he let me have both our dogs. I lost respect for him every time I heard a rumor of him cheating, and I'm much happier divorced. Well, you sound like it, and you need to keep that in mind. Fast forward to when I met my fiance, we became inseparable in no time. 
Now, my ex-husband was overbearing and used his money to try to lure me back in. That, that's what it's for. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, what, that's what men become powerful to use their power. What good is power if you don't wield it? You got to wield it. He bought me a Range Rover last year for my birthday, and I could not tell my fiance this, so the car is still at my ex's house. You a good woman. You are a good woman. I told you I can't find no fault in this lady right here. You left that Range Rover. It ain't many women going to leave that Range Rover in that driveway. Got that right. But you did it to keep the peace, and I admire you. All right. uh, We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, my ex paid for my grandma's funeral. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, my ex paid for my grandma's funeral. We ain't got to that part yet, but we dealing with some man stuff here. This is man law, man code, man flexing, power struggles, all this here. Self-esteem, this is all this in this letter. Now, Shirley couldn't tell you that because she don't know all these man rules. And what Shirley said was fine. But Shirley, like this woman in this letter, I can't find no flaw with this woman in this letter. Because this woman is absolutely doing the right things. She's been divorced. Her husband cheated on her. It ruined it. She's happier being divorced without him. She met a new man at a job. They're both elementary school teachers. This is what's going to come into play. Uh, he's told the ex about, he's told the fiance about the ex and extravagant gifts. During the divorce, the man gave her everything. The house on three acres, both the dogs, everything. Because he still loved the woman he messed up. He trying to get her back. She says her ex-husband was overbearing and he used his money to try to lure me back in, mm-hmm. as he should, because that's what it's for. <laughs> what is power unless you wield it? I ain't mad at the husband, the ex-husband. So he bought you a Range Rover last year for my birthday, and you couldn't tell your fiance this, so the car is still at my ex's house. You're a smart lady. You're a smart lady. When we first got engaged, now here's the part, I was honest with my fiance, who is the school teacher, about my ex-husband's extravagant gifts so he wouldn't find out later and be upset. He told me that I do not sound set boundaries with my ex because I like the attention. I told him I'd do better. Well, it's, you know, it's amazing when people say that you should set boundaries with another person. You really can't make another person do nothing. If you could make him do right, he wouldn't. You wouldn't have let him. He wouldn't have been cheating on you in the first place. You can't make people do stuff, and it's a little bit unfair, uh, Mr. School Teacher, sir, that you talking about. You don't set no boundaries. You, she got boundaries. She don't take the gifts, but she can't stop everything, cause he flexing on you, dog. You know what this is now. Then my grandma died. She and my ex-husband were very close, so I knew he'd be at the funeral. My fiance, fiance and I went to her funeral, and as soon as the service came to an end, my grandfather stood up and thanked my ex-husband for paying for everything. Okay. That's honorable. He thanked another man for stepping up, burying his wife, because that's what men do. I think it was really admirable of your ex-husband. 
but he's always showing that he's there. But he paid for that funeral so you could see he paid for the funeral. Because he tried to get you back so he doesn't. Now, you don't want the Range Rover. I'm going to pay for your dear grandmother's funeral. Everything. The grandfather, he don't know what's going on behind the story with y'all. So he stands up and he thanks the man at the funeral. Because he's going wild. This boy didn't have to do this now. He ain't even dating my granddaughter no more. And that's true. My fiance was furious. So we skipped the repass. Pete probably want to go over there because that repass, I promise you, that repass was nice. Because he paid for the funeral. Oh, they got steak and lobster over there. They got a chef at the repass. Oh, it's finna be balled so up. He finna set the repass out. The repass gonna look like a damn wedding reception. <laughs> oh, and your boyfriend knew we cannot go to this repast because he done clowned over there too. Yeah. I'll be damned. Who got this big ass cake up in here at this repast? <laughs> Who in the hell got a chocolate fountain at the repast? <laughs> Who? Chocolate fountain. Her ex husband. Her ex husband flexing. Now we got yeah. an ego problem because yeah. he done told you you don't set boundaries. He done told you he ain't going to the repast. Then you being a decent lady, you try to control the situation by calling your ex and telling him to stop coming around your family. You've done everything you can, but you ain't finna stop this grown man because he trying to get you back. My fiance told me that we are going to pay my ex-husband back for the funeral. Is my fiance crazy? What does it matter who paid for it? It really shouldn't matter who paid for it. But see, he got your ex making him look bad is all he thinking. Because he a school teacher. He couldn't come up with the money for the funeral. Because school teachers are the most underserved, underpaid people in our community. And a great man, is he? I bet you he is. But that school teacher salary got some things going on that's limiting him to flex. Ain't no Range Rovers. Range Rover and a funeral. Now, unless we're going to put Grandma in the back of the Range Rover, we got to double sum of this up. You know what? Would you stop? Now, school teacher, now, we'd have had to put Grandmama in the Range Rover. Really? That's going to be where the funeral at in the back of the Range Rover. That's going to be have to double up as a casket. And we're going to have to dry that off into just into the ocean and just your mama what? have an ass sea burial. Okay. <laughs> Is this really what you want to say? That's exactly what I want to say. <laughs> really? Because there's nothing this school teacher can do with this man's money. Oh, He's going to have to grow up and get past it. Right. And no, nah, he can't afford to pay this back. If you pay this back, y'all ain't going to be able to get that house or nothing else y'all want. All right. Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. They're coming up at 46 minutes after the hour from the talk. It is our girl, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies, gentlemen, come on now. Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Uh, You know what? It is Veterans Day, and I want to shout out all the veterans out there in the world. You know, I think we started the week. Didn't we start the week on Colin Farrell's show, the Scriberries, laying a strong veteran to rest the, the dynamic, amazing General Colin Powell, oh, coldest yes, brother. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Bad in yes, the soup, girl. baby. Should have mm-hmm. ran for president. We wouldn't be dealing with this dude 
in the Republican Party we got now. I think yeah. Colin Powell had this. Man, he was cold brother, you know. And and see, for me, I shout out to veterans because, you know, black people, when, when we came over here, some of us was free. Some of us was not, uh, Tommy, you know, Steve. Uh, you juniors, you know, but we fought in every war to try to prove our dedication and love to this country that didn't always love us. So, but but to put a uniform on, to stand up for this flag and this constitution, it was an honor. It was an honor. So we saluted all veterans out there. And do y'all remember in Roots when the veterans from World War Two, uh, World War One, came back? And they were not treated with respect. And remember, the great Stan Shaw was one of the, he's a good, but the bomb actor. You know him, uh, Steve and Tommy, now, from um, Harlem Nights. He was the boxer. He was the boxer. In Harlem Nights. Don't take this air whooping person. <laughs> but they were veterans that had got together to stand up for themselves and they were World War One veterans. And and I really just want to salute veterans, especially when we put on a uniform, whatever branch of service. When you talk about Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and even the Coast Guard, that means that we understand and we are sophisticated enough to understand that we fight for this country and we love this country and we can be led under a black commander in chief, President Barack Obama. That and then mm. when they made President Barack Obama our commander chief, I was so so proud. So I just want to say Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, and and I wanted to join the military because I saw a picture of my father and all of his brothers wearing their army uniform. And a special shout out now. This is my stepfather, John Chappelle, who married my mother. He was stationed at Offutt Air Force Base. That's how I got to Castle Air Force Base, which brought me to California. And the rest is history. And I was in the Air Force Reserve at Travis Air Force Base and O'Hare Field. So we are saluting all veterans out there today. We salute you on this Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, awesome. Cheryl. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love being a man. I love being in the military, man. I didn't even think I could run a mile. Woo, child. Listen, <laughs> motivated. <laughs> motivated. I was like, woo, this is what we're going to do every day? We're going to do this every day? <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about traveling right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed Illinois teenager who killed two people and wounded another during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, took the stand yesterday uh, to testify in his own defense in his trial on homicide charges. All right, so here's what happened in court. Rittenhouse took the stand, right? He says he did nothing wrong. Rittenhouse defended his actions in Kenosha in the wake of the protests related to the police shooting of Jacob Blake in August of last year. Remember, they shot Jacob Blake seven times in the back. Um, This happened in August of last year. Rittenhouse told the court, I didn't do anything wrong. I defended myself. He's a teenager. He also said that he didn't intend to kill anyone, but agreed he used deadly force that night. Um, It was a very emotional testimony if you had a chance to see it. Rittenhouse broke down on the stand while describing the night of the shooting, prompting the judge to call a 10-minute recess. Rittenhouse says he was ambushed. Rittenhouse testified that Joseph Rosenbaum, who he shot and killed, had threatened to kill him, and he said he came out from behind the car and ambushed me. 
this right well, here. Well, the interesting thing about it was, this is the first time I've seen the video. And I mm-hmm. just happened to watch some of it. And mm-hmm. I watched all the clips. I, I didn't know it had went down like that. I you just believe- didn't remember, Steve. That was from last year. Remember no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I know we talked about it. I did. Mm-hmm. I never saw the didn't footage. Oh, I, this is the first time I saw footage was during the trial. The, mm-hmm. the, the prosecutor presented the footage. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know how, and I didn't even realize that he had killed the two people in two separate places. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. dude just owned one. Yeah, yeah. he's on the yeah. And he, he talking about, they said, get him, get him. Wait a minute, man. First of all, you're not a police officer. Right. But I'm just watching the footage of how he killed these two people. At no point in time did anyone point a gun at him. At no what? point in time. Why is he there? Tommy, li- it doesn't make any Why sense. Why is he there? He's crossed state lines to get there. He's from Illinois. Okay. He went there, he went there to start trouble. That's yeah, why he went. He took his gun. He mm-hmm. took a, a AK. AK. How, how you on film shooting two people, one man unarmed. You shot an unarmed man. You say because he was charging you. And what what are you talking about? And his testimony was very dramatic, too. You know, you oh. saw how he All that old punk ass crying. Anybody yeah. got no time for that. Look rehearsed to me. Best lead in a, in a drama, the actor, uh, the, the Oscar end. goes. I didn't yeah. think he yeah. would be on the stand. I I, I didn't yeah, think that was his defense. That was risky, though, because yeah, we've never seen it. that. So it might have worked. Me, but I'm going to tell you something. All that crying. I saw enough. Well, well, okay. Let me start this two ways. I saw enough where I know for a fact if this boy was black, he's finna get convicted. I know that. It's, it's yeah, dog. If you play that tape for me, and a black dude has got this gun, I'm going. All right, this dude going to jail. Now, if you play this tape for me, and it's a police officer doing this, the police officer is in trouble. But Steve, but but now let me finish. If a 17 year old white boy does this, and I watch the tape, I'm nervous. But now I saw enough that I saw two murders. Yes. Yeah. Be, but I don't know nervous. what these damn jurors is going to see. Yeah, be nervous. Cause That's what's crazy to me. But if this is a 17-year-old black boy, he'd have died that night walking uh, down yeah. the street with boy, the AK. You boy. better talk Thomas Miles. With the AK. The police are not yes. allowing that. Mm-hmm. A black dude to be walking around them strapped with a rifle on like right. that. Come on, man. This white boy with this hat on backwards went there with the intent to yes. be a vigilante. And that's exactly it. how he acted. Did it. He got to go to prison. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The time you decide to lie down for the night and go to sleep may determine how at risk you are to develop heart disease. Researchers studying the sleep habits of 88,000 adults over six years found a correlation between bedtime and heart disease. Uh, The data is showing that those who went to sleep after 11 p.m. 
had a 25% higher risk of cardiovascular, cardiovascular disease, and those who dozed off before 10 p.m. were at a 24% higher risk. Um, that led researchers to conclude that the ideal bedtime is between 10 and 11 p.m. The study also found that the risk is higher for women after 11 p.m. and higher for men before 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. What time are we going to bed? We have to get up early. That stupid ass stat. I don't believe that. You don't believe that. I ain't got no time to be sitting there about when I'm having a heart attack. We got a show at 10.30. We got a show start at 10.30. I'm just trying to figure out what they're talking about. Yeah. 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 These people have different uh, jobs and stuff, careers than we do. Sound like they got different goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you out here trying to get it, huh, Steve? Man, I don't know what I don't know what y'all do. Y'all quit talking to me about sleep. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll play a round of Would You Rather at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go, guys, with Would You Rather. Would you rather become someone else or just stay you? Be or just yeah. stay you, yeah. I'm gonna stay okay. me, though. Mm-hmm. I love me. I you don't even know who the nobody. other else is. Who is else? If, even if you could pick somebody, I'll tell you what. How about this? A better question. Uh-huh. If you could pick to be whoever you wanted to be, mm-hmm. you or yourself, who would you pick? Me. Or would you just stay yourself? Me. You've got to want to change, Tommy. Please. Just. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> What is, got to take advantage of this opportunity, man. what is wrong with me? I you What is wrong with me? Finish. Admittedly, you stupid. Why would you want to continue? Well, it, look where it has gotten me. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Stupid has brought me a mighty long way. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, mm. no <laughs> would you rather on. explore space or B. explore the ocean? The ocean. Oh, Which hell. one? Hell. I'm scared of both of them. <laughs> oh, I'm scared of both of them. I can't fool with that water, man. Yeah, Lord, how much it is. A lot of people have been going into space lately. Yeah, I William Shatner, 90 years old. Yeah, you don't know what's in that ocean, though. There's something down there in that water we ain't seen yet. Now, yeah. Not that we ain't seen nothing. I'm sure something in space, too, but down in that water. Yeah, time. Yeah. But once you get to space, we, we don't go that far in space. We just go right to the moon and back. That's it. Yeah, we just want to make a U-turn. It's yeah. just a nice little U-turn. That's yeah. all. Just that water. No space over the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Man. All right. Would you rather be a kid for your whole life or be an adult your entire life? Adult. You'd rather be an adult your yeah. entire life? Yeah, an adult. Yeah. Way more freedom as an adult. Yeah, kids ain't had no damn option. Now I'm not going back to stay at my daddy's house. That's not happening. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, you in here changing channels? You work now? <laughs> damn, excuse me. I know you ain't no slamming no doughs in here. Yeah. You don't own no dough. <laughs> all right. Close that door before you let all the air out. Yes. Also, yes. if I leave this door open, we gonna stop breathing. So, okay, you'd rather be an adult your entire life. Did you answer, Tommy? Yeah, I'm going to go with adult. But okay. be the size of a child. <laughs> what? I would rather he shut up. That's what I'd rather. <laughs> 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 
Now, come on. He kind of he kind of got the best of both worlds, so that's a little unfair for y'all. Ask him. He's an adult and a child. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come on, Shirley. Okay, okay, all right. All right, would you rather go on a cruise with your friends or go on a cruise with your spouse? Oh. I know what you're going to say. Well, I know what we all got I to do say. is go with my wife. Yeah. Oh, no. no, I have the option every year. I, me, it's me and my girl now. Yeah. Hands down. You've never gone on a guy's trip? Yeah, on a boat? Spend that kind of money with no damn dude? All right. What is we in this cabin for? <laughs> Coming up in 49 minutes after the hour. It's the last break of the day. We'll have some closing remarks from Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day on this Thursday. And we have to say again, happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans. Thank you so much for your service. Yes. Um, yeah. Yep, and, yep. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Steve? Yeah. Uh, here's a philosophy that I live with. Uh, it's just something simple. I, I don't, you know, I just try to throw uh, a lot of thought starters out there for people to kind of get you, uh, you know, just looking at stuff maybe a little bit differently that might be able to help you in your day-to-day, especially on your journey to becoming successful. And one of the things I don't do, I don't do percentages. I don't do percentages. I don't care about the percentage. And it's a lot of ways I don't do percentages. First of all, let me tell you what. Statistics are usually involving some type of percentage. One out of every, six out of every, only one in a million. Some type of statistic usually involves some type of percentage. And that's why I don't do percentage. I'm always... 100%. In every aspect of my life, I try to give whatever I'm doing 100%. Matter of fact, I don't try. I do it. When I go to work, I give it 100%. If I'm playing golf, no matter how bad that day is going, and it's a lot of them, I'm giving 100%. When I'm relaxing, I'm giving 100%. If I'm motivating somebody, I'm all in 100%. I have no other percentage because I don't do percentages, man. I'm not going to let anybody determine my value with a percentage. I'm not going to deflect or ruin the chances of the outcome being what I need it to be by giving less than 100%. I don't do percentages. I don't care when you come up to me and tell me, why are you going to do that type of show? Ain't nobody never did that be show, did that show before. That's one out of every 3,000 shows. One out of every 20,000 comedians were told they would get on the Tonight Show. So every night before I walked on stage in comedy clubs, I used to hum the Johnny Carson theme. I just hummed it. One time a, a comedian heard me say, Hey, man, is that the Tonight Show thing? I said, yeah, because one day, man, I'm going to get that. He said, man, you know how hard it is to get on Tonight Show? I said, yeah, I don't don't know. He said, man, one out of every 20,000 comedians ever get on that show. Okay, cool. 
But see, seeing as how I don't care nothing about your percentage, the number you said that I only cared about was you said one. Then my goal was to just be that one. Now guess what? I never got, I never made it to the Johnny Carson show. I never got there. I did go on the show when Jay Leno was hosting it, called the Tonight Show. I finally made it. And me and Jay Leno was in the back having a conversation about it. He said, man, how is it that you're not doing late night? He said, man, they're missing the boat on you, man. And how is it, man, that this is your first time doing the Tonight Show? I said, well, I believed I'd always get to the Tonight Show. I just thought it would be with Johnny Carson. But it's better because it's you. He said, it's better being on the show because it's me. I said, yeah, at least I know you. Because of you know one thing? I did not care about the percentage. One in every 20,000. Okay, cool. You did say one, though. See, when you believe in percentages, you kill all your hopes for probability. When you go into the probability factor too much, you kill all chances at possibility. Did you hear what I just said? If you rely on statistics, you you ruin your chances for probability. But if you lean too heavy on probability, you kill all your chances of possibility. I didn't care what the stats said. I didn't care about the probability. You know how hard it is for one in 20,000 to get there? I only concerned myself with the possibility that I could be one. I'm telling you, y'all. These things that you keep imagining, these things that you keep hoping for, these things that you're praying about, these things that you're aspiring to, it's going to happen. If you believe it's going to happen and you stay the course and you never give up and you keep the faith and you put in the unrelenting work ethic that's required, which is 100% all the time in all things. Listen to me, y'all. Here's the formula. It's 100% of the time and in 100% of all things. Let me give you the formula again. It's 100%. 100% of the time in 100% all things. If you follow that formula, there is no way you will not be successful. That's a promise of your heavenly father. It's not a theory. God said that. If you believe, you shall receive. And if you put the work ethic with it, you're going to mess around and have something. Get out of the statistics and get out of percentages. It's only one that matters. If you give 100%, 100% of the time, in 100% of the things you do, you will be successful. And if you put God in the mix of all that, you about to be a winner, y'all. Congratulations. Hey, y'all hang in there. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning. God loves you. There's nothing you can do about that. God willing, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Oh, for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 